You ever go out to eat at a uh, Chinese restaurant? Oh, yeah, all the time. Went there uh, Sunday night, actually. And you see, like, they've got that placemat that's on the table that shows you what year it is. I know the one you speak of. The one I was at did not have that, though. Where it says, like, you know, year of the monkey. Yes. Year of the dog. I am year of the dragon. Year of the dragon. I am. Okay. And then there's, uh, there's also, you know, the months, I think, isn't there? Yeah, it's a Zodiac calendar. A Zodiac calendar. Yeah. Well, I think I figured out that Whelan has its own Zodiac calendar. Really? Yes. And why have you not shared this with me before? Well, because September, apparently, in the Whelan world, at least for you and I, is the month of the tire. That would make sense. We've been busy with tires this week, John, haven't yes, we? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a lot of tire uh, adventures going on. Absolutely. I went and borrowed a set from a buddy yesterday, in fact. You you have, like, a truck <laughs> with, like, 16 tires in the back of it. What did you need to borrow tires for? Well, I'm, I'm swapping tires and rims around so I can get rid of a set of rims, and I needed some loner roller tires so I can take the ones off I'm swapping from, put them on the ones I'm going to. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I'm just like, you didn't have enough tires with you the other day to make this work? Well, I had two 33s, two bald 31s, and a 30. So I had no way to make any sort of a halfway complete set. Huh. So with all the same, I can still work on it if I'm delayed a couple days. If I have 31s on one end and 33s on the other end, uh, no bueno. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, I've had some tire adventures, too, this week. Uh, Let's talk about some of these tire adventures and get into you know what you should look for when you're buying used tires uh instead of just buying new ones i'm for it it's time to hit the trail lock in those hubs and throw it into low range because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you about um, Stephanie's Chevy tractor or tracker and i ended up uh putting a tire on it because she called me and it was blown out and she was freaking out and i was like okay this is weird because you know my deaf fiance is calling me because her tire is falling (laughs) off of her car i do recall yeah okay um it happened again (laughs) oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh well she didn't call me this time this time i just got a text that said i'm at work uh, my tracker is down the road, and it lost another tire. That's always fun. Yeah, uh, so it's time for tires with with the tracker, for sure. Probably a good idea. Before, like, there wasn't a spare? Uh, she, we'd already used that one up, too. Ah, I understand. Yeah, she's been going through <laughs> tires like crazy because we've been buying used tires. Gotcha. And, you know, that's that's part of the thing. I was thinking about that on my way home from work today. I think off-roaders, more than anyone out there, uh, in the automotive world, buy used tires more than, say, uh, a hot rod guy does. I would or, agree with that. <laughs> and the reason is the expense. The larger yeah. the tire, the more expensive it gets. I'm looking at tires for Project XJ right now, and I bought a set, well, a pair of used tires from a buddy of mine, the size I want, the same tread. And looking at the price of the new ones, 
I'm only doing two. <laughs> I'm not doing any more than that right now. Well, the other two, you're talking the two you got from Ed, right? Yeah, yeah. Two slightly used ones, two brand new ones. But those look great. Yeah, they're like new. I don't even think he ran them maybe a quarter of a season on the sand rail, so they're like new. So you didn't even drive them on the street very often? No, no. And what street they were on would have been a dirt road anyways. Yeah, those tires are like new. Oh, yeah. Now, did you look at the date code, though, to see how old they are? Absolutely. I believe off the top of my head they were four or five years old, so they're still well within you know the 10-year DOT codes and all that. Well, I guess let's just talk about that for a second because this okay. is something I've been into off-roading and buying used tires for my trucks forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I knew about date codes. Mm-hmm. I knew like how to look them up real quick, but... For our listeners out there that are maybe a little blind to this, uh, what is a date code? Um, how do they interpret on their tire what the date code is, John? So the date code serves a couple different purposes. Uh, first and foremost, it tells you when the tire was manufactured. Most present day codes are four-digit code. So you're looking something, it would be like a, a 1619. So the first two digits are the week of manufacturing. The last two digits are the year. So 1619 would be the 16th week of 2019 that tire was produced. Okay, that makes sense. And when I was looking this up online, I noticed that it said there was side notes that said prior to 2000, they used a different date coding. Yes, yes. If it's got a three-digit date code, I would stay away from that. That's uh, that's an old tire. Yeah, it's at, at least that point. almost twenty years old now, or or, oh, yeah. or could be old, older oh, than twenty years old. Was it back to seventy five? The date codes go. Well, I, I tried finding that. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know for sure, like when it started officially, but I know that they put dates on tires as early as World War II, because like some of the World War II, you know, six by sixes mm-hmm. and things like that say right on the side of the tire just the year of manufacture. They'll say oh. like 43, 44, 45. I was looking at a set of axles out of a World War II era um, power wagon, but nice. they're, they're not a power wagon, you know, the WC or oh, WX. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there was a set of axles out of those. I was looking, and they had the original wartime tires and wheels on That's them. That's kind of cool. And they were all date-coded 43. I wouldn't run those on the highway. Those <laughs> <laughs> are some old tires, wouldn't they? Yeah. That'd probably go poof when you hit about 60. <laughs> oh, well, okay, so there we go. How old is too old? So there's a couple different recommendations based on manufacturers. The DOT code in general, you're looking about a 10-year lifespan. Now, that doesn't mean the tire's junk. That just means that you know, basically most shops won't touch them when they're 10 years old or older. And that's just safety reasons. So if I buy a set of used tires and I'm not going to mount them myself, but I'm going to take them to one of the box stores or Mm -hmm. or even just my local tire shop, chances are if it's over 10 years old, they're going to tell me that the tire's too old and they're not going to mess with it? There's always that chance, yes. Some shops will. I I know a couple that will, and I know a number of them that won't touch them. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, it comes back to safety and liability. You know, one, one of the other reasons those date codes are on the tires is if there's a recall. You know, if there's something down the road, they find out there's a problem with the rubber in this batch of tire. All those tires were made with this date code. They can track that. You can go see if you have them and if you're part of that recall. Okay. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that. In fact, I was going to bring it up a little bit later, but let's... 
Let's maybe I will. We'll we'll talk about that later okay. about the recall thing. But yeah. um, so that makes sense though. They can go by the date code and they can yep. say, okay, well maybe it's kind of like a lot number on food. Yeah, the, yeah, this month or this week period, we're having problems yep. with exactly this type of tire. Exactly. This is something I guess as an off roader, I have not paid much attention to mm-hmm. over the years. A lot of times when I buy used tires, they're for a trail only rig, and that that's another big difference. If you're running off road or trail only. You can get away with a lot more than you can on the road. You know, these DOT numbers, Department of Transportation, that affects the ratings for highway use. Highway speed is the is what they're intended for. So putting a set of 20-year-old mud tires on a trail-only rig is really not as much of a risk as exactly. turning around and putting a set of 20-year-old tires on something I'm going to drive yeah. 70 miles an hour every day. Exactly. You, you blow a tire out on the, you know, on the trail you're just going to go down on one side. You blow a tire out doing 70 on the highway, you run the risk of colliding with another vehicle or just hitting a guardrail or flipping. I mean, it, it's sky's the limit of what can happen. I think my first uh, real you know, experience with running old tires and making a mistake was uh, the first excursion that I had mm-hmm. um, was a, uh, a 2000 with a 7.3 diesel. Yep. And it was a great truck. I had a lot of fun with it. I had put a set of recentered H1 Humvee uh, nice. 16.5 beadlock wheels on it. Very nice. That had been recentered to the Super Duty pattern. I hadn't lifted the truck yet. And that was my plan, is I was going to mm-hmm. lift it and, and I was going to run like some military surplus uh, Humvee tires, some nice. 37s on it. But I hadn't gotten around to that yet. And through some horse trading or something, I don't really remember exactly where they came from, but. I got a set of 33, 12, 50, 16, fives nice. that were, they looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. They were in great shape, but I remember they were kind of an off-brand. Mm-hmm. They were an older off-brand tire that I don't think they've made for at least a decade. Possible. They looked great. I yeah. didn't think of date coding them, anything like that. Put them on the wheels, drove it daily for about two months. Well, then one day I'm going down the freeway and I'm doing about 70 miles an hour mm-hmm. and I hit a pothole. One of the driver's front tire just completely explodes, shreds, took mm-hmm. out my fender and my door. Ooh. Yeah, it did Ouch. quite a bit of damage to the excursion. And even bent my bumper. It, oh, it, wow. it went around. It's that could have been a lot. What tires can do. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. And after that, I went and bought brand new tires mm-hmm. for it. I actually sold the the backspaced wheels uh, or the recentered wheels. I just there was something in my mind that said I'm not really and yeah. I just got a little gun shy on it. I, probably the wheels were fine. What mm-hmm. I probably should have looked at was buying a set of new 16.5s, although 16.5s are a dying size of tire. You don't yeah. see a lot Getting of those. Getting harder and harder to find. I've, I've tried to track them down before for people, and it, it can be a challenge. I think sure. about the only one that's really supporting the 16.5 market these days is Super Swamper and maybe... Um, uh, Pitbull, uh, both Pitbull and Super, I can see it. Yeah, they've got 16.5 options, but most of those are like a mud tire. They're not like all terrain. You look and, at what they're b- making, a lot of those are geared towards off road only use. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to get you with more uncommon sizes. You know, a Hummer wheel is a more heavy duty off road wheel. So, again, that's your demand in your market there. Yeah, exactly. The the 16.5 is nice for the off roader, at least running the surplus Hummer wheels. Oh, yeah. They dismount pretty easily. Yeah. The 0.5 
wheels. Uh, and that's something, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, is that the point fives, the 14 fives, uh, 15 fives kind of rare. They do exist in a trailer application, mm-hmm. 16 fives, 17 fives, 19 fives. Those don't have a seating bead that keeps them on the wheel. The, oh. the 0.5 wheels, they dismount super, super easy. But if it's not a beadlock wheel, that's what makes them bad off-road because you air yeah. them down and they pop off the oh, wheels yeah. pretty easily. Yeah, I've, I've only got the experience with the one Hummer wheel. That oh, was a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day. I remember that day. That was, oh, man. I, I with, with another type of run flat, it may not have been as bad of a day, but oh, my. The big rubber one. That thing was a pain. Cost yeah. us one ratchet strap, but <laughs> that'll happen. Um, back to story time a little bit, and this really isn't even a piece of news. I know that we kind of go into the four by four news usually towards the beginning of the podcast, hmm. usually. But um, if you've noticed on the Instagram, which we now have an Instagram account, by the way, which is Wheelin WH. I gotta find that. Yeah, I, we're, I, yeah, <laughs> we're or Wheelin Radio. We're Wheelin Radio on Instagram. You can go on there. You can follow us on there. I have taken some pictures and put up Stephanie's Chevy tractor. Yes, that's the way I hashtagged it, Stephanie's Chevy tractor. There's a story behind that, and I'm sure you want to know what that story is. Absolutely. Okay. So Stephanie and I... Hold on. Let me go get some popcorn. I'll be right back. uh, Are we taking a break? (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not yet. uh, Stephanie and I have been together for probably a year. That's my fiance's name. And you know that, of course. Mm-hmm. We've been together about a year. She'd she'd been introduced by me into off-roading. She loved it. She wanted her own little trail rig. She always loved the little Suzuki Samurais and the Chevy Tra- or the Geo Trackers. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't drive manual, so we a needed. Teacher. To, yeah, I know we will eventually. <laughs> she liked the little tracker. Well, in the town south of us, a, a little purple, which is like her favorite color, little like dark blue purplish i don't know what you actually call the color but it was up for sale Deep burgundy yeah something <laughs> like that it had uh it was up for sale and it had a light t-bone to the passenger side so the passenger side door was shot the rocker was pushed in about five inches hmm. and it only went in reverse it was a ah. it was it only backed up so well, it's great for demolition derbies sure oh nice. it would have been great for that yeah <laughs> Uh, and that's probably where it should have ended up. Um, <laughs> it was bone stock. I bought it for four hundred dollars. Nice. Now it does have the slightly more desirable, more rare uh, two point five V six instead oh. of having the four cylinder in it. Very nice. It's like one hundred and sixty horsepower. Sweet. So pretty respectable for a little tiny. Yeah. You know, and so I bought this thing, straightened the body, put a door on it, put a little two inch lift kit on it, spacer lift like we talked on a previous episode. And originally, I went from the the original around 26-inch tall tires that was on it, went to a set of 29-inch used tires. I like it. And those were used Zamboni tires. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) There's an old picture. If I ever dig it up, I'll put it on uh, 4x4 Talker on Wheelin. I want to see that. (laughs) And it's Stephanie sitting in the shop pulling all of the studs out of the tires, (laughs) the used tires. Nice. So we put those on. She ended up using this as a daily driver instead of a trail rig. Mm-hmm. And over about three years, burned up the mud terrains. Naturally. We went from uh, 29s to a 30-inch nice. um, BFG all-terrain that we had gotten a set of them used pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. They, an adventure, like I talked, the, the one had you know peeled apart, which she called the one day, and then another one did. And so now we've gone up to 31s, thanks to you, actually, because you, no had, you had the two 31s. <laughs> now we're still looking for two more 31s. I've been for keeping it. an eye out. 
So, so uh, I, I thought I found some the other day, but they were metric sizes. Um, the reason we call it Stephanie's Chevy Tractor was the guy that we bought the thing from. Uh, when I was over there, and I'm talking to the guy, he kept telling me how he's owned all sorts of these tractors. And I'm like, <laughs> you you mean tractor? And he's like, yeah, Chevy tractor and Geo tractor. <laughs> and I'm like, I, it, I corrected him about three times during our conversation, mm-hmm. and I eventually gave up. The yeah. guy just, he just, that's what they uh, were I called. I that was some people, yeah. So I call it a little Chevy tractor. I like it. You know, with a T <laughs> instead of a CK. I like it. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll get her out in the trails in this thing eventually. Oh, yeah. But I found that the 31s are the limit with the lift kit. I may even have to do a little bit of fender trimming in the front. Yeah, just take it off-roading, let it self-clearance. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. But, uh, you know, looking at the date codes and the tires, uh, you know, I should just go buy new ones. But these used ones keep They'll popping get you up. By for a good bit. deals, you know. That, that's the biggest thing. Like I said, when you're looking at the date codes, if you're not going to do a lot of highway or high speed driving, you can get by for a bit. You, you know, can. that's not the official statement, of course, by any tire manufacturer, but you can. And she only drives around town locally. Uh, yeah. She doesn't go on the highway with it. I mean, I the the set of tires that were on my Wrangler were well over ten years, you know, and I was still driving on them. You know, without concern, and I'd still probably be driving them if I didn't upgrade to the bigger tires. I mean, they'd probably be bald by now. But yeah, for sure. Well, John, let's take it. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll continue this discussion about tires. Sounds good. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. Welcome back to Willin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. Uh, what do we have in the news today, Keith? Not a lot this week. Fortunately, I, I haven't heard of any you know major automotive uh, deaths or anything like that. That's a good thing. But uh, did you see Quick Draw Brand, what is he launched now? I haven't yet, no. Uh, in a couple episodes or soon, I'd like to do an MV4500 episode. I'm for it. Where we talk about the five-speed, really the ultimate five-speed manual that everybody always wants to swap into their rigs. Oh, yeah. I, I know a little bit about them, but it's it's one of those, I want to know more. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That, and we'll do that. And we'll I'm put a lot it. of information in that episode. Um, the very first NV4500 that came out was in the Chevy trucks and GMC trucks. Okay. And it was a... It had a 6.32, if I remember correctly, first gear, super nice. deep first gear. Yeah. It's a great transmission for off-roading, for swapping into a Jeep, whatever. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is that early version only came with a Chevy bell housing. Oh, gotcha. And so putting it behind a different engine has been almost impossible today. Mm-hmm. I just saw yesterday on his site that he is doing a early NV4500 Bell. Nice. I called him up and I said, hey, what are you adapting it to, Chad? And he goes, uh, yeah, everything. He goes, I've got ah. it across my entire product line. I can do the Coyote engine. I can do the awesome. Hemi engine, Jeep engines. So you can put the early NV4500, which there's not been really any adapters available for yeah. it. So, uh, That's awesome. Go to quickdrawbrand.com, folks. Check it out. 
pretty neat product. Oh yeah, that's something in the news. I I haven't seen too much else super newsworthy that I wanted to mention. What about yourself? I saw something and I forgot to write it down. So oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, there is something else, and I'm kind of stealing this from the 4x4 podcast, which mm-hmm. I listen to those guys as well. Shout out to them. I like what you're doing with your show. They were talking about the Chevy Colorado, and you know, a little bit ago we were talking to Casey Cross about taking, he's going to buy either a Colorado or a Tacoma. He'd pretty mm-hmm. much narrowed down to those. Nice. They've had the third, and it might there might be more of those, but with the Colorado, they have had... A third instance that's been highly publicized of the frame bending in half Ooh. behind the cab when one Ouch. has been off-road. Ouch. They've got something going on where the frames are a little thin, and mm-hmm. um, GM is supposedly working on either a fix or a potential recall. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of misinformation out about it. Oh, yeah. But at this point... Until that is solved, if Casey wants to do any wheeling with his Colorado, if he buys one, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to steer him towards the Tacoma. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a Toyota guy, but I still love the diesel option and everything oh, that yeah. you can get with the Colorado. But I don't want to be thinking, okay, if I take this thing off-road and I'm starting to bounce down this trail, mm-hmm. am I going to bend my frame behind the cab? could always tube it. Well, yeah, I mean, just put a roll cage in it, just yeah. tube out the whole Full thing. Full roll cage, tube frame, you're all set. Nice uh, 316 wall steel tubing. You won't bend that. Well, true, <laughs> and that that was my thought, too, is, you know, you just put a uh, the cage that goes right through the back window and oh, then yeah. up to, you know, the front and do oh, the yeah. whole, the like, exo cage. Or, or yeah, yeah. I mean, an exo cage. Ooh, that would be sweet. <laughs> so, uh, it's good that's thing I just, don't have a tubing bender. It, <laughs> yeah, that's just something that's going to need to be a tubing bender would yeah. be perfect for it. Because I don't think you can buy an aftermarket Colorado exo cage at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. You, you, you never know. There's just some of those manufacturers out there. I've seen, I don't remember the name of the company, but there's a company that makes for the, for the XJ Cherokees a rear tube frame half. And is that an exo cage? Or is that no, that's just a cutaway? It's a frame, but it's steel tubing. Oh, is and that? And I've, I've seen them for the TJs, and I came across one for an XJ once. Is that the Jeep Speed guys? I have no idea. It was a long time ago. I think I've seen it. That's Actually, pretty cool. Yeah, I found it looking for options for the TJ. Because part of my hitch mount on mine's a little challenged, shall we say, with the uh, rust department. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I'm going to have to deal with that one day soon. <laughs> gotta, oh, yeah. I got to fix the body, though, first. All right, well, enough complaining (laughs) about frames and... Anyways. Nothing else in the news. Back to talking about tires. So, and and this is not really newsworthy, but it kind of ties in. Mm -hmm. Um, The military themselves have put out a recall, because you were talking earlier about recalls on tires. The Goodyear Wrangler MTR. Oh, I love that tire. That you could get... A certain generation of the Humvees. Mm-hmm. They were 37 by 1250, 16.5. A large range of those, they've had premature tread separation and blowouts oh. with them. Jeez. And they are advising first responding agencies and surplus places not to use or sell those tires. That's probably advisable. Now, I don't know if there's a, a date range on that or mm-hmm. if it's all the t- those tires in general. Yeah. But Talking about that, one of the things that is awesome in the off-road world, 
for cheap off-road tires is military surplus oh, tires. Yeah. There's a lot of available options out there. There's some nice, beefy-looking tires in that, too. Especially in the larger ranges. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. They, I remember, was those MRAP ones you had for a while? Uh, well, they, they were MRAP axles, but then I had uh, the... They were like 46s or I had some 46s, yeah, some 49s, some 52s. Those were nice. Both Goodyear and Michelin have made a lot of tires for the military over the yeah. years. You can go to a number of surplus places and even just surplus sites where you can register yourself across the nation, and you can buy surplus military tires for pennies on the dollar what it would cost to go buy new tires. But, you know, we should be looking at the date codes on these. Absolutely. And the military ones are probably rated a little differently. You know, most most of the, the DOT stuff is, you know, passenger vehicles, truck tires, Things the the general you know civilian use. I've seen both. I I've sold both through Thin Line Off Road. Mm-hmm. I've seen ones that say military use only. Yeah, and I've seen ones with DOT numbers on them. And it, that's where it gets interesting. You get into some of those that are marked military use only. Technically, they're not road legal. If a, they, a number now of is them that are not. is that only if they don't have a DOT number? I don't know the specifics. I just know uh, a certain ratings on those things are not approved for road use. Okay. So I, fair I don't enough. know all the specifics because when you get into you're still talking military vehicles, tires, things like that. Eh, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different animal when it comes to using military stuff on the road. Okay. Like state of Michigan, you can't register like a military Hummer for on road use. Yeah, most states you can't. There, there was yeah. a whole thing came down from the government. Yeah. The the drawback of military tires is the majority of the ones you're going to find are going to be the Hummer H1 style. Yep. And those are all 16.5s. There was a, there was a few 17-inch variants, but those are typically civilian variants. Some of yeah. the government did have some of them, but the 16.5s are what you're going to find. So they're going to be 37, 1250, 16.5s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go through real quick because I know a lot about those. The first series H1, when they the surplus started coming out, they ran a Goodyear Wrangler, but it was a bias ply tire. It was a 36-inch bias ply tire. They it had to be loud. <laughs> they weren't too bad. Yeah. I used to run them on my old Jimmy. Oh, nice. A lot of guys hated them because they said they were too smooth. They mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of uh, you know deep lugs in between them. Gotcha. Something I figured out, though, with those which if you took a tire groover, you could remove every other lug from them and you could do some cross-hatching across the nice. center ribs and they would really dig and they work pretty well in the rocks too. I believe it. Those are really old now though. Those have been, I think, discontinued for about 20 years. Hmm. So unless you're planning on doing a trail-only rig, I probably wouldn't yeah. recommend running the old <laughs> bias plies. Yeah. The bias plies were then immediately replaced with both the Goodyear Wrangler MTR, which we just mentioned, mm-hmm. is having some recall issues. Yeah. And the BFG, there was there was a I think it was called the I forgot now I just I I just <laughs> had a, a brain fart on this. It was it was it was kind of like an all terrain mud terrain mixed tire. Ooh. And nice. a good looking tire. The BFGs are pretty good. You can get them, you know, surplus pretty cheap still. I always love the look of those tires. Yeah, I, I've been a BFG fan for a long time. There was, I remember a batch you were looking to order a while back from this years ago in South Carolina, and I was going to jump on the bandwagon and get a set for Project XJ at the time, but it just required changing too much of that build to make it work. Either yeah. three hundred dollar adapters to bolt them onto the existing axles. If you're running the H1 wheels, yeah, yeah, 
Or I'd have to get some aftermarket axle or uh, one ton axles, and it just or aftermarket wheels and sixteen five wheels yeah. for a five and four and a half but are hard. I to wanted find. the Hummer wheels in the thirty sevens. Gotcha. That was the deal, and it's just too much at the time. In the future, maybe, but okay. right now, I'm going to stick with those dirt tracks. So the the other disadvantage to the military surplus stuff is besides the Hummer stuff, which is all sixteen five. Mm. Is pretty much everything else they use is twenty inch. Yeah. So the military surplus wheels are typically very very heavy in the twenty mm, inches. I believe it. Nice thing is though that tw- the cost of aftermarket twenty inch wheels has gone significantly down, and you can mm-hmm. find aftermarket twenty inch wheels for just about any bolt pattern. So mm. if you're planning on running big twenty inch aftermarket or twenty inch military surplus tires you can buy some aftermarket wheels i've done that before it so works could, out all so right I could bolt that on project xj yeah but <laughs> do you really want to run 20 inch wheels with no. say a 33 inch tire there's not no. gonna be enough sidewall no we'll, we'll we'll keep the words for those people down but <laughs> okay so yeah no. that's that's the thing you know you just that's the larger the wheel the more side wall you're still going to want to have Absolutely. so i personally probably would not run a large military surplus tire on a 20-inch wheel, nah. anything smaller than about 40 inches, 42 inches. I, I would agree with that. You know, so that's... I'm nowhere near that tire height in any of my builds right now, <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. Exactly. Uh, I could see, for what I'm building, I could see 35s, maybe 36s at some point in time. I think everything I have would fit 35s with the way I'm building it. But at that point, you know, I'm looking more wear and tear on the brakes, the axles, you know, U-joints. I'd have to start beefing everything up. And I think I'm at the practical limit with 33s on all that. Yeah, 33s look pretty good on Project XJ. I, oh, I like yeah. that. I mean, like I said, maybe 35s in the future. It may be eventually. But like I said, those those dirt tracks, I just love those things, man. Good tires. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they make them in the 35, don't they? Honestly, pretty, I don't know. I'm I pretty sure they do. I think I think you can get those all the way up into about a 37. Really? I think. I, I think. I could be wrong. I when I built it at the time, I found a smoking deal on a set of the uh, Super Swamper TSLs uh, radio plies. Yeah. And I bought them. Again, not knowing anything about date codes or anything at the time, uh, I that's what my plan was to run. They were awesome tires. They still had tons of tread left. And at the time, I needed some money. You know, I had decided already by that point I want to run the same tires on Project XJ as I did on the Wrangler. So I sold them, sold the Swampers. And when I was selling them to the guy, it was one of those I noticed the date code. And it's like, oh, these are like 20-year-old tires. Oh, yeah. And I, of course, informed the buyer. He says, yeah, that's fine. We're running them on a gambler rig. So okay. they're running them on a, an off-road race, and that was it. They, they had to survive one run. <laughs> So he was and more than happy be, with Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, my experience, I've done a lot of the BFG TSLs and the boggers mm-hmm. over the years, used and new. Yeah. My experience has been that the bias ones tend to age pretty well. Yeah. I've had some pretty old bias uh, BFG, or I'm sorry, BFGs, bias super swampers mm-hmm. that have, you know, they, they're 20 years old and they look fine. Oh, and yeah. they seem to be pretty supple when they're, I go to mount them. That's to say, they're usually a lot harder. Is why the radials they're they're a lot softer of a rubber compound. Okay. So they they tend to break down a little quicker, wear out a little faster. That's the one downside to them, but it's a lot more comfortable of a ride, a lot better traction, and it's just I mean it's a lot better grip. 
Yeah, that's something I, I don't know enough about, like rubber compounds and how things age with them. But this week, you know, like I said, it was kind of the week of the tire or the month of the tire. Mm-hmm. You you had brought me those 37s to mount on that one 17-inch wheel. Mm-hmm. And they, they were used. Yep. They were, I don't know, what, date code was what, 10, 11 uh, years old? 2011. 2011. Was they, the date. They, weren't, yeah. they weren't that old, but they were the first generation BFG altering. Yeah. And I went to go dismount the first one, and it, the sidewall just started flaking apart in pieces. Nuts. Must and, have had some sort of chemical exposure at some point for it to do see, that. I don't, I don't know if it's that, because on Stephanie's Chevy tractor, they you just keep giggling when I say <laughs> I that, that, don't you? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that has the first-generation BFG L-terrains on it as well. Mm-hmm. Well... It's got the KOs. There was actually a, a before they had the KO. There was another all terrain BFG all terrain, mm-hmm. and don't so, remember what it was called, but I, I do recall it. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about the first generation KOs. Yep, we've destroyed or blown up four of those in oh, wow. the in the last two months. Jeez. So, I'm thinking that the age on the first generation KOs, I think it's just getting to the point where I don't think I would run them anymore. It's possible. It's possible. I mean that 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 happens sometimes. And the KO twos, you know, came out around around what eight nine years ago, didn't they? Something like that. Yeah, I I thought it was a little more recent than that. Okay. Actually, I could be wrong. Well, I just bought those ones that you had told me about online that I found a forum. We were talking mm-hmm. about the last episode for yeah. Project Excursion. Yeah. So I've got those thirty seven KO twos now. Nice. And they're low range D. We're gonna see how. That- did the cat just fall off the... I believe so. That was hilarious. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've got those KO2s, and I've got them mounted up on some aftermarket wheels, hoping that they work out pretty well for Project <laughs> Excursion. Yeah. Did so, you happen to notice the date code? I thought you told me the date code on them. Didn't you say they were like 2013 or 15 or something? I don't remember. <laughs> We'll go look after this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, they're very supple. There was no cracking, nice. no nothing on them. I'm pretty confident that they're okay very tires. Cool. Very cool. But, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining about the BFGs. Like I said, I'm yeah. a big fan of the BFGs. I've, I've liked them in the past. I, I like a good all-terrain tire. So the, the Goodyear ones, these ones just, they really stood out to me. They had a lot of nice sidewall bite to them. Sure. Nice deep tread. And if you look on the inside of the tread on those even, there, there's little, I don't know what you call them, ridges for, I'll call it deep traction, quote unquote. I think those are actually for cleaning out mud when you're spinning. Yeah. It kind of breaks I the surface there's, tension. There's a purpose of them, I know. I just don't know what. <laughs> it, it breaks the surface tension. Okay, nice. So if, if clay and mud gets packed in there, yeah. they tend to fly out oh, there. Oh, cool. Good to know. So, okay, so we, we're talking about all these different tires, and, and maybe it's maybe people's heads are spinning, but off-road guys love tires. You know, oh, yeah. and a lot of off-road guys oh, can yeah. talk tires for hours. Yeah. If somebody's looking to buy some used tires on Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. or Craigslist or even getting them from a junkyard, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about looking I've at... I've done da- all of this. Yeah, so have I, so have <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, you know, they need to look at the date codes. They need to look at the overall condition of the tire. See mm-hmm. if it's dry cracked, weather yeah. cracked, especially around where the bead meets the wheel. Oh, yeah. That's an important part. Absolutely, because that's, that's what keeps the air in your tire. Yeah, if there's <laughs> any any cracking yeah. there. The, the other thing you want to look for is sidewall damage. If you're buying a used tire, make sure there's no punctures, tears, or anything on the sidewall. 
and then within an inch of the sidewall. Yeah, because tire shops won't fix those. Oh, you no, can... it's an extreme safety hazard to put a plug or something on a sidewall of a tire that you're running at high speed. Well, a lot of off-roaders will buy that that goop, um, and they it's like a vulcanizing you do yourself. But for it's... an off-road-only tire, That's yes. perfectly acceptable. Not on the street, yes. though. Yeah, I've, I've seen trail fixes... People using wire and plugs to stitch up a sidewall tear to get it off the trail. Sure. I would never in a million years run that on the road. <laughs> no, no. I, but I, in I a agree. pinch to get you off a trail, but that, that's a whole different story. Yeah. So tread tread itself, tread depth, people yeah. looking at uh, instead of used tires. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, I tend not to buy any tires that have less than 50% tread. Yeah. Again, depends what you're doing. You know, if it's something you're rolling around, you need something to get you by and they're cheap, go for it. But keep in mind, and again, this predominantly deals with an on-road tire. Use So tires are measured in 30 seconds of an inch. Why or who came up with that standard, I have no idea. But when you start to get anywhere from about 2 to 4, 30 seconds of tread left, it becomes unsafe. Your stopping distance is reduced. You, you don't have a lot of bite to it. Yeah, and in fact, a commercial vehicle, and, and we're not talking about buying used commercial tires here, oh, but no. a, a commercial vehicle can't have less than 430 seconds yes. in the front and 2 and 30 seconds in the rear. Yeah, so, and that, that deals with your steering and braking. Exactly. Yeah. You can buy a tread depth gauge. Uh, you can also measure it. You can. What a lot of people don't know, though, is most manufacturers, you can look up online mm-hmm. what the original tread depth was. Oh, absolutely. So if somebody's telling you, and I had this happen recently. I was talking to somebody about a set of BFG KO2s. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how much tread's left? Because the pictures they had online, you know, tread pictures are always terrible. Oh, yeah. Hard to yeah. tell. It doesn't I, matter if you put a coin in there to see the head. That That's not an accurate measurement. When you're measuring them, you need to go, you know, three or four different places across the tread and around it. Sure. You want to get an average of what it is. So you could have one spot more worn than another. Sure. Well, so this person that I was talking to online, they, you know, they said, oh, it's 80, 90% tread. And I'm like, oh, 80, 90% tread. That's awesome. That sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. And so then I said, well, what is the, the, you know, the tread depth? And they said, well, no, but I can get that for you tonight when I get home. Mm-hmm. And I said, great. So they got home and messaged me probably about three hours, four hours later, a bunch of measurements. And I went online, and I looked up what the original factory KO2 tread depths were. Mm. These tires had about 30% tread Oof. left. And so I, I messaged it back. I said, listen, I said, this is about 30% tread. I said, I'm not super interested. I said, yeah. I am looking for a set of, of kind of street roll-around tires mm-hmm. for Project FJ60. And I would give you this much for them. And they're like, oh, these are blah, 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 uh, you know, so many hundreds of dollars new. And... <laughs> Like well, yeah, my but offer, you have nothing left. <laughs> yeah, my offer is really, you know, 20-30% of what they cost new anyway. Yeah. So I'm kind of giving you what is left of the tire. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh no, I can't I can't do that much. I need this big dollar." And I ended up passing on the deal. Yeah. But just asking what that was and looking it up, if I would have just took them on their word mm-hmm. that it was 80-90% tread depth. Oh yeah, you'd have bought junk tires. I would have bought junk yeah. tires. And, you know, the thing is, too, with an off-road tire, now, of course, most of us off-roaders know this, but 30% of most off-road tires is still probably deeper tread than most <laughs> car tires. Absolutely. So if you're not, if you're new to off-roading and you go out 
to say buy a set of used tires for your Jeep. Let's say you mm-hmm. bought a, a brand new Jeep or, or a used Jeep that has st- straight up street tires on mm-hmm. it. And you go out and you look at these used tires. You go, oh, well, the tread's about the same depth as what I've got on my stock street tires on here. No, mm-hmm. no, those tires are worn out. Yeah. You know, you, you <laughs> need to look for something with some deeper treads. Yep. I'm seeing producer Andrew over there tapping his very fancy little smartwatch, <laughs> which is probably telling us that it is break time, John. Sounds good to me. We'll see you in a bit. Puppies are cute. Spiders are not. Spiders are creepy and ugly. But what will you do? You will call ABC Home and Commercial Services. The Spider Fighters can service your home for these unwelcome guests. ABC Spider Fighters will provide the solution for your spiders, wasps, box elder bugs, Asian lady beetles, cluster flies, and all your visiting insects. Call now for a prepaid discount. ABC Home and Commercial. The Spider Fighters. 810-794-5678. Are you good, John? You ready to go? I think so. Okay. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit, or, or during break, we were talking a little bit about Wheels in the Woods coming up September 28th. I'm so excited. Looking forward to that. <laughs> I am. So go to wheelsinthewoods.info if you are interested in Wheels in the Woods. It's going to be an awesome show. We've got a lot of oh, events. Yeah. We're adding more to it every single day. Uh, the awards have come back. They look great. We've got mm. our sponsors all lined up. This is going to be our second annual one. A lot of fun. And, of course, Keith and Jenny Orange will be there. Yes. Yes, we will. Now, after Wheels in the Woods, at an undetermined date, but pretty quick after Wheels in the Woods, we are going to do a Wheel and Decal Picture Challenge. Because we're going to give out a bunch of them at Wheels in the Woods, too. Mm -hmm. We're going to give those folks a a time to be able to do this. So you're going to need a Wheel and Decal. And you're going to need to throw it on your rig or throw it on a tree or whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need to put the wheel and decal somewhere and you need to put up some pictures. We're going to tell you when we do the challenge and we're going to have a pretty good prize for it. So I like it. Yeah. We're, but you need to get a wheel and decal. So didn't somebody just post a picture on, was it four by four talk about that? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea who did it, <laughs> and I am not going to name names, but apparently a wheel and decal found itself on some sort of freeway off-ramp guard hmm. or something. I don't know. I full well suspected it was you. It was not me. <laughs> when I saw that, I was sure. like, okay, that's it. Yeah, I don't do the graffiti thing, but somebody ah. slapped a wheel and decal on some random thing on that's a freeway. Awesome. So uh, if you want a wheel and decal, We're going to make it pretty easy for you. We're not selling them right now, but we kind of (laughs) are. We do have a Patreon account. It's fully set up now. There are multiple levels. Now, on the Patreon account, if you go to patreon.com and you type in Whelan with our little apostrophe at the end, W-H-E-E-L-I-N apostrophe, you'll find us. And you can become a Patreon member on there, and you can get access to our end of the trail show, which is a lot of fun. John and oh, yeah. I have a lot of fun with the end of the trail show. Oh, yeah. So you can listen to them. Now, the lowest level on there is $2 a month, and you get nothing but access to the end of the trail show. When you go to the $5 a month, you do get the wheel and decal. But here is what we are going to do. For listeners only. This is listeners only. We're not even putting it on the website. If you sign up at the $2 level, we are going to send you until September 28th. So you have to sign up prior to September 28th, which is Wheels in the Woods. We are going to send you two wheel and decals and a Museum of Off-Road Adventure decal. I like it. 
So they'll have three decals to throw on their Jeep or to do whatever with, and they're going to have you know an opportunity for the picture challenge. So this is going to be the easiest way to get a wheel on decal. You don't have to win it. It's going to cost you two bucks. I like if it. If you don't like the end of the trail show after a month, you can cancel your Patreon account. We hope you don't, but <laughs> two bucks. Go on to patreon.com and find Wheelin, sign up. Somehow we'll get a hold of you. I, I think we get a notification, uh, your email. We'll probably have to email you for your address. And, of course, let us know what you think about it. If you'd like to hear more about a certain thing or don't like something we do, let us know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's going to be your way that you can get a wheel and decal, a couple of them this time, right. and a Mora decal, which is pretty cool. Indeed. We, we, oh, speaking of news, we didn't talk about news with the Mora right now. That's true. We have not yet. Do you got anything big going on with the Mora? Not anything that you don't. Uh, well, it's true. Yeah, we're both on the board. The only thing besides Wheels in the Woods coming up is the Museum of Off-Road Adventure. We still have a few spaces. We are looking for some long-term loans of vehicles. Mm. If anybody has a really cool, unique vehicle, we've talked about it before, reach out to us if you're looking for a home for it. You don't have to give us the vehicle. We can take them on loan. There's yeah. all sorts of different things, so we don't need to Typically get into all that. It's done on like a one-year process. Yeah, well, this isn't free winter storage. No. This is <laughs> this is something to, you know, display for the yeah, public. So absolutely. if you've got something pretty cool, get a hold of us. I think that's about it on that. Back to tires. Uh, you were telling me during the break that it's very very important, and this is something that we had breezed over to look at load rating on tires. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially if it's a heavy-duty truck, something you're going to be hauling with, you want to make sure you have the right rating. Otherwise, you're going to just burn through them and you risk blowing them out. Yeah, so they typically start around load range C, right? Yes. The C, D, E are the most common for trucks, and then there's like F for some of the really heavy stuff. Yeah, I I don't know all the numbers and what the breakdown per letter and all that. I think those are called letters, John. I I, I know. I caught myself. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what all the letters okay. break down to as far as weight ratings and all that. Yeah. But it they deal with your weight and speed ratings. Yeah, they do. That was part of my hesitation with going these load range Ds mm-hmm. for the excursion. My excursion door code or door sticker says that it's supposed to have load range D tires. Mm-hmm. The Ford Excursion Club on Facebook that I belong to, shout out to you guys again. I know I've talked about you a few times. Everybody's saying you got to run E's on an excursion. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that's true, and some guy even commented on there a while ago that said Ford issued a recall or a notice that excursions should always get, or at least the diesel excursions should mm-hmm. always get E's. Whether that's true or not, I haven't looked into it deep enough. I can see it. You're looking at a significantly heavier engine to the gas version. The difference, though, on like the BFG KO2s between a D and an E is like mm-hmm. a 200-pound load rating. Really? It's not much. That's surprising. So I, I'm, I'm curious. But I'm going to try these Ds, and I'm going to see how mm-hmm. they go. If they're too soft, that's actually the reason the guy that I got them from sold them to me. Huh. They're they're almost brand new tires. He nice. bought a, a Dodge 6.7 diesel mega cab, uh, I think Bighorn, is that what they call their, their full top one with uh, the leather? Like yeah, the yeah. Bighorn edition. Yeah, that's a nice and, truck. Yeah, beautiful truck. Yeah. And hopefully he's listening. He has wheel and decals now, but the he had put he had bought the truck with those tires on it. He said that it just felt a little soft to him. Not crazy, mm-hmm. but he said the weight of the truck didn't seem right to him. I can see it. He put ease on it. That's what happens. So I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price was right. He gave me a smoking deal. Nice. Uh, shout out. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that smoking deal on these tires. 
I'm going to try the D's on it. If they don't work, I'm going to pull them off and use them for the street tires for Project FJ60, and I'm going to go to ease on the excursion. So it's kind of a, I knew the tires Trial were useful. Basis. Yeah, it was useful to me either way. Yeah, like I said, it gets you by for a bit. It does. But I, I did learn before on the load ratings years ago, I had a, a diesel F250. Mm-hmm. And my front two tires, I, I bent a tire rod. How I bent the tire rod, I don't know. I think Ouch. it was something at the farm. I'd bent something, and ah. I burned up the front two tires. Oof. I, you know, like most broke off-roaders, didn't have <laughs> enough money, and I needed some tires. We're not I, broke. We're loaded. Well, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> For uh, dollar store shopping. Sure. Yeah. I went and found uh, a couple of used tires. Uh, where I got them, maybe junk. I don't even know mm-hmm. now. But they were the right size. I had kind of an oddball size on the truck. Found yeah. the two tires. Threw them on the truck, aired them up, and I'm looking and I'm going, why do my tires look flat? <laughs> I had put two load range C tires in the front of this diesel F250. Oh. Now, I did drive it. It was just a farm truck. I drove yeah. it around town. I wouldn't have taken it on the freeway or yeah. anything like that, but I didn't ever fully trust it with the C's in the front. Oh, I, I wouldn't have either. And, probably had some amazing grip, though. <laughs> well, you know, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it was just the load range is important. Oh, yeah. For and, sure. And so, you know, if you're looking like a Wrangler or something, C's are probably fine. I don't know what's normal on those, but... C's yeah. and D's, well, they even had E's on some of the Rubicons, but it was just because that was the tread pattern that was available gotcha. in that size. Yeah. And then they actually recommended them to be at a, air to air lesser PSI than, you know, they I can had. I see it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the, you know, look at what your vehicle's supposed to have. Oh, yeah. You can go heavier. Mm-hmm. It might ride a little harder. Yeah. So if your vehicle says it's supposed to have C's and you put E's on it, <laughs> you're you, going to have a rough ride. You, you might a little bit, yeah. but don't go the other way around. If you're supposed to yeah. have E's, don't be running around on C's. Yeah, that, that, again, comes down to a safety factor. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, tire, there was, oh, uh, you were talking about sizes. There's some differences in actual versus what is advertised. Yeah, so you have like a 33-inch class. May actually actual measurement might be a little more, a little less than thirty three. I found that, and Super Swamper is one of the worst ones for that. Oh, I believe it. They they've got beautiful tires, but for example, I have a set of basically brand new thirty seven inch boggers on Project FJ sixty right now. Mm-hmm. They're only on an eight inch wide rim, and they measure out to like thirty four and a half. I can see it. It's two and a half inches smaller yeah. than the. Well, it's irritating. Oh yeah, that's I, I found that problem with my Wrangler. I I put a corrected speedometer gear in there for the tire size, and checking by GPS and a couple other speed tracking apps, I'm actually running a little slower than what my speedo is showing. Okay, which means my odometer's off, which drives me nuts. Okay, now that that would drive me nuts too. Oh yeah. You know something else that drives me nuts, speaking of tires, and, and really, unless you got something else, I think I kind of want to finish up on this, but this is a little bit of a complaint about a fad that I'm seeing right now. Ah, I know where you're going with this. The stretch tire fad. Yeah, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> all right, all right. I'll say it too. I don't I don't agree with it. No. I don't think it's a good idea. It's stupid. These guys <laughs> are running like 14 wide wheels with a 1250 tire. That can't be safe. They're not... A lot of the man, I've I've done a lot of reading about it. a lot of the manufacturers have come out straight up saying that you shouldn't be doing it. No. Now with with the little footnote, I'm going to put a little asterisk footnote there that some of the manufacturers are now making tires that are meant to 
they but they still don't call them a 1250 now they're calling them a 14 or whatever and they're yeah. supposed to go on there but they have that weird crown so yeah. they're, they're a weird they look they have that look yeah they're designed for it they're designed for it yeah. i'm not a fan of the look whatsoever yeah. oh no it's but no. taking a 1250 wide tire or a 1050 wide tire and putting it on something that's two or three inches wider yeah and it's not meant for it you're going to be looking at damage to your sidewall oh yeah you're going to be looking at something that if you air it down at all is going to just fall right out. Not oh, that yeah. they're airing them down to off-road them, but it's just a, it's a huge safety thing. I, I know people say, oh, well, you know, style and blah, 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 and this and that. Mm, I've never bought into that whole thing. It, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not an off-road look. No. There's no off-road function. Off-road is more about function. That's what I like about it. But, you know, this is something that I think a lot of people don't think about when they go to buy used tires. True. I have gotten in the habit now of asking, what size rims did you have these on? Because, would let me ask you, John, would you want to buy a set of off-road tires for your Jeep if you knew that they had been stretched and ran for 20,000 miles on a tire, on a rim that was way too wide for it. No, I I don't care what the math says. I just, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the tire either. No. That was something with those BFGs I just bought. Yeah. Three of them look great. One of them. I've never thought to even ask that. That's exactly (laughs) one of them kind of looked like it had been on a wider rim. Mm Mm-hmm. And I asked, I said, "Did you what size rims did you run these on?" And the guy's like, "I, I don't know what the rim width is." And I says, "Well, did they all come off this? Said, this wasn't stretched, was it?" And he's like, "No, it wasn't stretched." He goes, "They came off these rims on my truck." And he pointed at them. They were regular. I don't know, maybe nine wides. Mm-hmm. So I felt comfortable at that point. Yeah. And you know, we got talking a little bit, and the one tire he believes had been a replacement due to a blowout ah, or something. Gotcha. So it, it, the age was different. Yeah. Fine, but. Yeah, I, I personally, I man, I'm telling you, I don't think I'd be comfortable running a formerly stretched tire, even on the correct rim now. I, I don't think I would. I mean, it might be all right. Maybe someone with more experience can chime in yeah. on the forum or on the 4x4 uh, four 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 talk. Four talk. Yeah, but I personally wouldn't. Yeah, so, no hey, to me, I'm thinking that the sidewall's been compromised. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. So, and maybe a tire manufacturer. If there's a tire manufacturer listening, and they want to say, "Oh no, they're fine. You can do that all day long." Correct us. I mean, oh, yeah. we're, we are we're pros. We're not above that. We're yeah. always looking. If we're wrong on something, let us know. Sure. Make we want to make sure we're giving out the correct information. Absolutely. So. Well, we have given a lot of information out. We we've kind of chattered a little bit about tires and and different ideas here. Mm-hmm. What else you want to talk about tires, John? Hmm. That I don't know. Besides the fact that, you, once again, you want to use my tire machine, don't you? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm you learning. You pulled in I'm with learning. the truck, and you, <laughs> you've got more tires in the back of your truck. Yeah. So it's our a listen, fun machine. Our <laughs> listeners here, I think Andrew, the producer, tagged Johnny Orange um, oh, at the Thin Line more, Off-Road Shop. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> he showed up with a truckload, wanted to do it. I'm like, you're using the machine, dude. And so I've got this Coats 5030, which I still make, which is an awesome machine. Love it. It, It's not a digital machine. It's just a, it's an analog air powered machine. All pneumatic. All pneumatic. And uh, so John, after like two tires, got the hang of it. And he was looking like a pro out there, ripping them things (laughs) off the rim. Well, you know, but did pretty good, buddy. Oh, thank you. So I'm sure you want to use it tonight. So we so we need to we need to end this. So we've got a little bit of time for you to do that, don't Sounds we? Sounds good. All right. Why don't you do that, John? All right. Well, thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody.